0: Hello and welcome to the National Trust Podcast. I'm Heather Burkett, Senior Gardener at Acorn Bank in Cumbria. But today we're heading to Attingham Park in Shropshire. Attingham's open spaces and woodland walks are a place to relax and recharge throughout the seasons. And this Christmas, being back at our favourite places reminds us how they can shape who we are. That was certainly the case for Sally, who had no idea how a family trip out and a mysterious encounter would change the course of her life.
1: So I'm doing a walk through Assingham, having a gentle stroll to clear my head. I'm on the mile walk, one of my favorite walks. I've been coming here for the last 25 years and there's so many memories. I can remember walking down this path when I was pregnant with my son. You've got geese, the deer, in the spring you've got bluebells, all the leaves in the autumn. It's magical. Sometimes I come here by myself. It was the sanctuary of peace and calm. Often I come with my son, John. John's in the field of play. It's a big space. There's a badminton net, ping pong, This is the perfect place he can run around. I know he's safe. It's almost like a little escape. Lots of people will tell you that Attingham is a special place to
0: them. As well as being one of the National Trust's most popular places for visitors, behind the scenes, a huge community of volunteers call Attingham home.
2: My name is Mark. I am one of about 700 volunteers at Attingham Park. The fact that so many people are willing to volunteer at Attingham is a testament to its enduring appeal. Demographic is, for the most part, people who have finished work, people like myself. For me, it's a social thing, in the same way that it is during your working life. It's often about the people you're with. This time of year, the site is decorated with festive trees, ornaments, lighting... It's a magical place. I absolutely love it there.
1: I'm just finishing my stroll along the mile walk, heading to the field of play where I've left John. We're coming up to Christmas and it's really lovely to see people out and about and enjoying the place. It's a place that's really special to me and it's changed my life.
0: It all started with Sally looking for a way to entertain her 11-year-old son. It was May 2019,
1: over the summer half term. It's quite stressful while you're working. He's off school,
0: you want to be able to do stuff. As a single parent in a demanding job as a hospice physiotherapist, Sally was looking for something relaxing but fun to enjoy with her son, John. It's always difficult finding interesting things to do. Then a friend came to the rescue with an idea, a camp at Attingham
1: Park. I knew he'd be happy and active. We didn't need to pack any food because that was all being provided. But I could see what was going on without having to run
0: around after him too much as soon as they arrived at attingham they were ushered away from the main path to a hidden entrance leaving the everyday world behind he went
1: to the top of the car park over a little wooden bridge through the walled garden through a little secret gateway (laughs)
0: And when they reached the field of play, it was totally transformed. Children running around.
1: There was a bonfire, fireside stories, toasting marshmallows. Once we got the tent up, it felt quite exciting. John went off and started playing football. And I just sat and relaxed.
0: I woke up before John and I just listened to the birds. Until the clatter and delicious smells of bacon and coffee drew campers out. I was in my pyjamas, little fleecy pyjamas, and I put my
1: jacket over the top and John was awake by then, so we went out. I could see there were people queuing up to have breakfast. John went straight for the food. I was still half asleep as I went up to get my coffee
0: And that was the first time she had an unexpected encounter. This man was half in darkness under the marquee.
1: He was doing the hot water for the drinks. We chatted for a bit. I saw John come back for seconds and I realised we'd been talking a lot longer than it felt. It was really strange. It was as though we had a connection and maybe even knew each other.
0: Over breakfast, Sally's mind kept going back to her mysterious encounter. Intrigued, she decided to find out more.
1: When I plucked up my courage and went back, he just disappeared, nowhere to be seen. Five months later, in October, I'd booked to go to the medieval tower on town walls in Shrewsbury. It's run by the Attingham Estate. We went in and we had to wait for the previous group to come down the stairs before we could go up. John was beside me. The group were coming down. And then
0: a familiar feeling.
1: It was as though the air had a little fizziness in it. Or you're walking under power cables and you get that electric tingle. And then suddenly this man came down the stairs. It was the man at Assingham Camp. And my heart was going a little bit fast. But then our guide was taking us up the stairs. I was kicking myself as we walked away. I wouldn't have a chance to talk to him. At the end of the year, 2019, talking with my friends and trying to think of what New Year's resolutions we would take up for the year ahead, I said I was going to try and gather my courage together and have new experiences and get out there. I was thinking, what can I do? I'll try and contact the man from Attingham. All I knew about him was that he volunteered at Attingham, but there are about 700 people who volunteer there, like trying to find a needle in a haystack.
0: But luckily, John had used his superpowers of deduction to pick up one vital clue. John said... I think it said Mark on the name badge. Next
1: step, a foolproof plan. So I thought, if I write a note, they might be able to get it to him. I wrote a note, sealed it in the envelope. As I walk in to the reception area, I'm really excited, but nervous and a little bit of a feeling of dread. I found Joe, the volunteer coordinator and handed her the note. I'd put in my note where we'd seen each other. I said, I'm going to do the mile walk at Attingham for the next three Wednesdays at about 11 o'clock. Perhaps I'll see you there. And I'd said that my name was Sally. It was about two minutes to 11 when I arrived in the car park.
2: Oh, yeah, thanks. That's mine, over here. With the
1: mile walk, because it's a circular walk, which way do I go? I decided I'd go clockwise. And I'm walking. Is he going to be on the mile walk? Will he be at the end? Is he going to be there? I got back to the stable courtyard. I thought, well, I'll get a cup of tea. And I'm looking around. There was somebody stood on the corner. Is that him? No. I thought, no, don't be silly. Who's going to respond to a note
0: to someone they don't even know? So Sally's stranger hadn't turned up, but she was well on her way to achieving her New Year's resolution. I still felt I'd done something that made me feel
1: strong and good about myself.
0: A few days later, Sally was back working at the hospice when her day took an interesting turn. And looked in the pigeonhole
1: and there's a little envelope It just said Sally on the front. There and then I tore the envelope open. My heart was just beating really fast. In the letter it said he knew who I was, that yes, he'd like to talk to me. And it was just signed M.
2: It's Mark again. As well as being a volunteer at Attingham Park, I'm the person Sally met at the summer camp and it was me that sent her the letter, signed off with my initial M. Let me tell you the story from my point of view. Tuesday, March the 10th, 2020. I was sat at my normal volunteering workstation. The volunteering manager, Joe came in and asked if she could have a word with me quietly. I followed Joe out of the office into the corridor she just handed me a note. I read it. I read it again. I knew straight away who it was. The note said, Hello, question mark. My name is Sally. It went on to explain that we'd met at the Attingham camp. The note said that she would like to talk to me some more. That she would be at the mile walk at Attingham on Wednesdays at 11am. Perhaps she would see me there.
0: His interest well and truly piqued. Mark realised the next day would be the first of three dates the note sender said she'd be at Attingham. But there was a problem.
2: I was actually asked to go in for a meeting at Attingham at exactly the same time when she said she was going to be doing the walk. I got there a bit early and hung around just in case she was going to be early.
1: Coffee, did someone order a flat
2: white? Oh yeah, thanks, that's mine over here. I initially sat on a bench in the stable's courtyard. I moved out of the courtyard, found another bench, set up station there. A lonely little figure sat on a bench looking to see if I'd recognise this lady that had sent me the note. I didn't see her. Joe, the volunteering manager, walked past. Joe was going to the same meeting, so we walked together. I was looking at my watch. The meeting lasted for over an hour and I realised if the note sender, Sally, had been on the mile walk, I would have missed her by then.
0: Not one for giving up, he went back to look for the note sender one last time.
2: I did wander around the courtyard for a little bit just to see if anybody was there having a cup of coffee. But no, there was no sign of her. I was disappointed.
0: At least there were still two more dates the note sender said she'd be back. But then this was March 2020.
2: The world was thrown into turmoil because of Covid. National Trust volunteers were told not to go into their respective sites. That meant I wouldn't be able to meet Sally.
0: With restrictions beginning to ramp up, Mark started to wonder when he'd next see family and friends, let alone meet someone new. But he couldn't get this Sally out of his head.
2: I wanted her to know I had been at Attingham on that Wednesday. I was wondering how on earth I could get in touch. I knew her name was Sally. That was all I had. I thought, well, let's have a look at Google. It was a real long shot. I put into the search, Sally Shrewsbury. There was a lot of presence for social media. A lady called Sally, she runs a sort of beauticians. It was clearly not her. A couple of other mentions of Sally's, I skimmed past those. Then, on the second page of Google, there was an article about a physiotherapist for Seven Hospice doing a charity run around Lake Fernway in Wales. I saw a very grainy photograph, I could see that, yes, that was her. I recognised her. So I had a name at least and a possible employer. My note said, my name is Mark. I got your note from Joe. I'd very much like to talk to you again as well. My 21st century approach was if she felt she'd like to get in touch, here is my mobile phone number. It was an unknown number. That made me think, ah, this could be the one. It was a short text message. It just said...
1: It was a lovely shock to get your note. Yes, I'd like to meet up. You've got my number now.
2: When I saw the message, I was, well, delighted.
0: And then the big moment. After almost a year of serendipitous meetings, missed chances and detective work, Mark and Sally finally got to connect properly. We'd spoke as though we'd known each other for ages.
2: She struck me as being quite open and interested, well, interested in me, I suppose. It felt very natural.
1: Having been so scared to actually make that call, it was so easy. We could have carried on forever.
2: The plan was to arrange for us to be able to meet up in person, but. All over the world, we're seeing. The government announcement followed that a lockdown was about to happen. You
1: on the latest as a key worker, I was going to work, but the rest of life had stopped. Not being able to go to Assingham, it felt like something was missing. Assingham is somewhere I go to get some peace, connect with nature, to see people.
2: It occurred to me that we may never be able to meet up, and that could well be as far as we get.
0: It's 18 months later, and a lot's changed. I've
1: just come into the field of play to see what John's up to. There's families out here climbing on the logs. It's a perfect place for the community to come together. There's my boy playing table tennis. How's it going?
2: Hello, honey. Yeah, he's been taken to school, all right? Oh, yes. <laughs> A bit. <laughs> What's the score? About 25 million to me. None no, to you. Who won? 2 Is it? Are you sure? As you can see, we are together now. After our phone call, it looked like we weren't going to be able to meet, but we enjoyed a lot of letter writing.
1: There was lots of things I wanted to tell him, and I didn't want to message it. It was a way of getting down... Personal thoughts and feelings. It's difficult being a, a single mum and yeah, this situation wasn't ideal.
2: That's right.
1: Writing allowed me to express myself. I'd never written a note to anyone before. I've never, that never was received one totally, before. <laughs> totally out of character. But I'm very glad I did it.
2: So am I.
0: Despite all the obstacles, the relationship blossomed.
2: As the Covid restrictions started to ease a little, we did manage to meet up.
0: And when the three of them got to know each other... We were able to form a bubble. It might have taken them a while to get here, but they wouldn't change their unique
2: journey. Right from the start, there was something different from the first time we met on the field of play when I was serving those coffees all those months ago.
0: It's amazing what can come your way when you open yourself up to giving something back.
2: I'm not saying that every volunteer for the National Trust might find the love of their life, but uh, for me, it has.
1: Can I join in too?
2: Yeah, get a bat. Ooh.
1: Yes! <laughs> and another point. Good shot. Oh, and again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in the hedge.
0: listening to the last episode of this season of the National Trust podcast. We're taking a break to get ready for season six in 2022. But until then, if you've been inspired to find out more about volunteering at the National Trust, go to nationaltrust.org.uk forward slash volunteer. And if you've enjoyed listening, you can follow us on your favourite podcast app or find us at nationaltrust.org.uk forward slash podcasts. But for now, from me, Heather Burkett, goodbye. And from all of us at the National Trust, have a well-deserved, very happy Christmas and New Year.